Ahoy hoy everyone. Welcome to episode 131 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today we're joined by Rick. Rick. Who is not sleeping, for those of you asking. <laughs> uh, also Chance. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Who is back back on like solid non-Floridian soil. And then Zach. Hello everyone. Who's just, you know, Zach. Wow. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite video game side quest. There's one in Witcher 3 called like Towers Out of Nowhere or something like that. And the whole quest line, the whole side quest line is a metaphor for drm digital rights management software fucking up the user experience <laughs> i highly recommend you check it out it's it's great one that i always kind of remember was on wow world of warcraft actually um wrath lich king which actually just came out not too long ago um they re-released it in classic there was a quest um where you had to collect nuts or something and you had to like eat them and then you had to like shit them out in an outhouse and then like what? I don't know, turn then then turn them in or something. Something like that. Turn in shit. Yeah. Something like that. It's a very different game than I thought that was. I mean, there's a lot of like Cyberpunk has a lot of good side quests. And that's uh, Project Red. So I mean, as you know, like with Witcher, they make a lot of good uh side. deep, meaningful side quests. Honestly, it's hard not to like just talk about the entirety of Fallout New Vegas because that's mostly <laughs> one big side quest. But probably like OG, one of my favorite side quests is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, once you got like uh, 50 rings and you hit the checkpoint, you jumped into the stars and you got to do like the Chaos Emerald levels where you're just like circling around or just kind of skating around this like little like half pipe. Those hold special plate marks place in my heart like that was so much fun <laughs> zach kicking a different ball in soccer i mean that's that's literally all main quest if you're talking about soccer <laughs> every time you kick the ball continue I mean, that's to the outcome. Said a different ball versus the, the main ball i mean no the game is played with one ball that would be a huge change in dynamic you tell me there's no other soccer balls on the pitch actually come actually, on that's really interesting because it Oh my god, no, we're not going down a whole rabbit hole on this. You'll have your time to talk about FIFA and what have we been playing, all right? We're moving on. Zach has never played a No, I quest. have. I, I promise. This, <laughs> this week, we'll be talking about Game of the Year Watch, but first, what have you been playing? Rick? All right, now that Metal Hellsinger is on Game Pass, I decided to go from my gaming laptop playing it to my TV, and that has been a blast. As always, it's a wonderful... Uh, it's just a fun put like i don't know if you guys have played it at all has anybody else played it i have not played it yet it's just a lot of fun and especially with my tv and my sound system like just a really fun game um as i don't know if you guys guys listen to the last podcast but it is a first person shooter where you get bonuses if you stick to the beat of the song that's playing and i really loved it uh let's go on um i did play the wulong uh dynasty demo I did as well, so we can co-talk about this right now. All right, let's do it. What did you think? Well, I got through the tutorial, which was, yeah, standard tutorial. Like, hey, these are the controls. Do them. 
little clunky, but honestly, I thought, like, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, let me rip into the game. I was expecting, like, old-school Dynasty Warriors, and I did not get far, considering, you know, Dynasty Warriors, back in, like, 2005, you killed, like, 300 guys, like, start, like, seeing your health get down, like, okay, cool, I need to find health. And this is, like, after, like, one and a half guys, I was like, oh, shit. I need to yeah. step my game up. I need to get good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a uh, a souls born like game. It's uh not Ninja Theory, uh fuck. Team Ninja who Team have Ninja. done yeah, the the Neo series, so they're they're familiar with that souls formula and this is them incorporating Chinese mythology and martial arts into their uh world and like it has a lot of fantastical elements and stuff. Uh it's very Elden Ring, very you know, getting that same feeling of exploration and stuff. They've got it. They have a new fortitude system in this one, which is really interesting. Kind of reminds me of a, a light version of the nemesis system. So basically if an enemy who is lower rank than you kills you, so you, you start off at like whatever your level is, you'll start off at that like fortitude level or um, rank. I, I forget what the actual term is. So if you're level 14, you'll start off at level 14 and fortitude and then you can go higher without leveling up by doing activities beating uh tougher enemies and stuff uh there's like a bar that fills up you go higher and then you can also find these flags around the map if you find one flag is like a, a bonfire basically uh that'll or a site of grace that'll uh bump up your level one more so you can be higher level than what your actual level is you can never go below that so it's kind of like a a check and balance system there. But if there's an enemy who's lower rank than you who kills you, now that enemy levels up. And to get your like souls and your like XP and everything back, you have to kill that enemy. But now that enemy is harder. So it's kind of like a nemesis system where like the, the person that kills you moves up in the world and you have to go kill them and stuff like that. And it works with like, uh, you know, just infantry people walking around and stuff as well. Uh, it is challenging, very challenging. I did end up beating it. The final boss, I, I tried like 10 times and I could not beat him. And then I realized you can actually call in a, an AI person to fight with you much easier than in Elden Ring. That's what I did. And I beat him on the first try, first try with the AI. So uh, it is challenging, but it doesn't have to be. You can kind of call in an AI anytime as long as you have like the consumable resources, which over the course of the demo, I got like 11 of them. So I don't think they're, you know, limiting those too much. Plus you can call in a, a co-op people too. So I think you can have three people with you for an entire playthrough of like a level, uh, as opposed to Elden Ring where it keeps kicking them out and stuff. So it's a uh, pretty good. I think it'll be less challenging than Elden Ring. It is a little bit more faster paced and it has like a, a better, um, well, not better, but it has more lore and like uh, magic is more of a factor in it. I kind of just took that over for you, but <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's why I mentioned it. Also, I uh, bought uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake uh, originally released for the Sega Saturn. Um, it's almost like a um, like a Galaga, but 3D. The controls are very simple, you know, basically a rail shooter where you're a dragon shooting different obstacles. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the remake itself is, seems more like a remade for the original Xbox. Like, the graphics are terrible. 
but the gameplay is still there. The gameplay is a blast. Um, it's a lot of fun to play. It was on sale um, on the Xbox store for like $3 probably two months ago, so I picked it up. I never played it, so I figured I'd give it a shot, and oh my gosh, that was a blast. And then, of course, uh, I'm still sticking with my addiction, which is Power Washing Simulator. So far, my 2022 game of the year, like hands down. I cannot set this game down. This is a beautiful game. It's amazing. And God, it's repetitive, but you can't beat it. All right, I mean, Zach. Can you beat oh, it? Like, is there an end? I don't know. I keep trying. Like, every time there's <laughs> something else. And I'm sure, like, I'm probably just, like, if I really went into, like, my add-ons, I could make everything more efficient faster. But it's, like, I'm just having a great time going slow. And it's like a first person shooter where like there's no rush. It's it's a weird it's a weird concoction, but I love it so much. That's what I've been playing. Hey Zach, what have you been playing? Yeah, so it's a return of like the classic trio of Rocket League, Fortnite, and FIFA. It's an exciting time for the pod, truly. That all three games are back in the rotation at the same time. Uh obviously the new FIFA came out. So I've been playing that, like like in kind of in the build up to that, I was playing another soccer esque game in Rocket League. When I had played those two, I was like, okay, well we might as well get Fortnite in the mix to to bring this all back together. And then I've also played um some Fall Guys F one and Cyberpunk, uh to kind of like round it out. So just um a lot of it has been like smaller like time sessions, like shorter time sessions that I've been able to play just because of like coaching and work and school and stuff like that haven't been able to have too many extended play sessions uh so games like rocket league have been have been good where i can just kind of like hop on with my friends for like like 30 minutes or so or 45 minutes because i don't get home until super late so i'm starting a two minute timer you have two minutes to talk about fifa 23 i'm assuming you want to talk about the what's the guy from the show ted lasso Okay, just tell me when my timer's begun. It's been going. Okay, so, so FIFA 23, I, I obviously haven't played it too much. It just came out. Um, there is a couple new uh, mechanics that they've put in. They've changed set pieces. Uh, so instead of having a reticle to, like, send in your free kicks or corner kicks, they actually have, like, a ball flight path. And you can determine where exactly on the ball you can strike it. So I think from, like, a realism standpoint, that's actually very interesting. And I've liked that so far. To kind of go on to the Ted Lasso subject so you can have like you can play as like afc richmond in the game and you can have like ted lasso be your manager in ultimate team and stuff like that i personally don't really care for that uh i don't care i like ted lasso i like the show i didn't need that in fifa it doesn't do anything for me what i've been asking for from ea is to have an online career mode where i can do a manager mode with my friends online and we are all in like the same league table, but no, instead they give us Ted fucking Lasso. I didn't ask for that. Nobody asked for that. The game didn't need that. There's other parts of the game that are still broken, like on penalty kicks. If a goalkeeper dives the right way, even if you put the ball in the top corner where it's unsavable in real life, a goalkeeper in this game will save it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't need that. I, 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 need, I need things like that to be fixed. I didn't need Ted Lasso to be in FIFA 23. But aside from that, uh, I've liked it so far. Um, there's still like some like meta glitches like stuff like like shots at the near post are still pretty op i mean that'll that'll come with patches and stuff like that so that's just kind of part of the process another thing i'll gripe with i've been doing the there's things called moments in ultimate team where like you kind of do like small little like challenges to like gain stars or whatever to use them to upgrade your teams in ultimate team 
the people who made EA don't understand that a central defensive midfielder is also a center mid. That's that's time. Damn it, to man. Everyone, <laughs> not jury disregard his last thought. <laughs> no, I'm still gonna finish my thought because <laughs> because one of the moments you have to do, you have to pass it from a center back to a center mid to a striker. Disregarded. I don't care if it's disregarded. I'm putting it on record. You can have it stricken from the record once I'm done. Strike that from the record. <laughs> um, so like I I want to. You have to pass it from a center back to a center mid to a striker. I was in a formation that doesn't have a pure center mid. It has two center defensive mids and a center attacking mid. And because of that, to do that objective is impossible, which is stupid. Why would you let me go into that? Hold on, Zach. Sorry, quick question. Yeah. Chance, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh my god. Just like everyone else, I have watched um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. I've well, has anyone else here watched that? <laughs> well, no, because I'm the only one. I'm the only one here that's. Well, I'm the only one here that likes anime, I like and anime. um, like that is everyone, true. Well, I, I'm I'm the only one here that likes I anime. like anime. How can so, you say um, that? I will give him that. You can't. If you if you've seen the anime, it's brought a lot of people back to Cyberpunk to the point to where it's like people are saying it, it it has saved the game. A lot of people have gone back to playing it. It had the most concurrent players on Steam since before launch, and it's like sold twenty million total now. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's and popular. and you, it, this anime has brought the game back. So if that says anything, that it's pretty good. So I implore every you know anyone who hasn't seen it that you know to go see it and to play the game. Uh, because there's going to be an expansion coming out for um, Cyberpunk at some point, and um, early some Easter eggs, I believe so. And uh, obviously, they're going to continue to you know improve on the game. Even I would think even before the expansion comes out, and and afterwards. So, are you like continuing on the file you had before, or are you kind of just starting new? I've kind of like I've started new. Um, yeah, because it's kind of hard. I, I've tried this too, where I like go back to a game after a couple of months, or like in your case, like a year almost and like it's just you forget what's going on you forget how to play so it's like i'm just gonna start a new save yeah or or you realize like maybe you could have done your build better and you can't really change it i mean you can like refund your points but but i just wanted to start over to start fresh so i've been playing that i've also got my the uh, digimon cyber sleuth is also another game i've kind of gone back to playing it was a fun little uh switch game to play kind of like uh you know something different than pokemon uh, the normal stuff like League of Legends, and I've also been playing Splatoon three. Uh, Pat and I all played it for a little bit together. I've also played it when I was on vacation. Uh, with the um, I tried at least with the. How's the online? Uh, Has it gone better? Well, I don't know. When I was trying to play it, it was um, I was on a, I was in Florida using a shitty hotel Wi-Fi, so mm-hmm. it was like okay, I guess, but it probably wasn't the best. We're having some issues at launch, uh, but that's like at launch, so you kind of assume. So hopefully it's gotten yeah. better. I haven't actually gone back to it. If, if there's one thing that Nintendo has an issue with, it's multiplayer and playing with other people. Platoon suffers because of that, because um, it's a multiplayer game. It's like, you know, they're kind of Call of Duty where you play with other people. Dependent on that, yeah. There's no, there's no way to chat with other people. I mean, like to communicate really like, quickly enough. Like it's just kind of... You just kind of play and you just do your own thing and everyone else is there just to do whatever. Yeah. Like there's no communication like, and whatever. Like uh, Xbox and PlayStation have already announced, hey, we're partnering with Discord to bring that to console soon. Why Why wouldn't Nintendo do the same? Like just offload that onto Discord. Let them do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like Nintendo is like the Disney of gaming. 
and they feel like no communication is the best way to <laughs> true, yeah. get rid of bullying, I guess. Like, either bullying or, you know, kids talking to adults and, you know, cursing and stuff like that. It's a shooter. You need bullying. Right, Zach? <laughs> you know, we... That's you, how you, you get good, right? Remember when you were growing you, up and some guy beat your ass in FIFA and you, I, they I, made you cry? <laughs> and then you, like, tried your hardest to get better and you played for a long time, like, every night I, I, instead of doing your I want to say that we did have a discussion <laughs> about anti-bullying in the gaming sphere. I don't feel... Positivity in yeah. gaming. Yeah, go listen to that. <laughs> don't take it to heart, though. So I, I feel, for the sake of our podcast, that we should stay true to the message of the entire podcast that we had, or episode that we had discussed that. No, it, it, builds, it builds character. I agree that... It, uh, in general, I agree that bullying builds character and that sometimes people need to be bullied, but it's not a general statement. You need to tell, you oh, need to tell wow. people that, hey, you suck. But that's okay. We all sucked. You just suck right now, and you need to get better. But I'm just better than you right now. That could change. You know what I mean? You gotta be good, like good and bad with it. You know what I mean? Like bully people, but in a good way. <laughs> I leave the possibility for them improving in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, I completely lost the thread here. But all right. <laughs> um, and then lastly, uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two beta. Um, I did. Which, I also played this, so we'll t- joint talk about this here. But you go. Yeah, ahead we actually got a little group of us playing. Me, Matt, and Pat. Um, and um, <laughs> um, at first, I didn't know what to think about the game. I mean, it's obviously keeping a you know, it's Call of Duty, so it's not too crazy different or anything. Um, and uh, I was almost kind of worried a little bit with all the um, uh last blur, motion blur and then i was like yeah turn all that off and then i forgot that call of duty has all that motion blur you can just turn off and then it played a lot better but um yeah i mean it's i mean i enjoyed it um i uh the, i like the maps the new game modes were interesting and fun um they did try to change up gunsmith they made it a little confusing which is i guess them just trying to shake things up and um, I don't know, Matt, Pat, if you ever played any of the other game modes. I just feel like when we played, it was always Team D or Domination. Yeah, like I played I played some of the new ones uh, afterwards. There was the five on five, like one life. There's like two hostages. One team is trying to extract them. And the other team has to defend them. Very much siege-like, but it is still at its core Call of Duty. It's just a little bit more tactical. Uh, I enjoyed that. I'm not saying like that's the mode I will exclusively be playing, but I, I did enjoy that. Overall, I think it's you know it's still Call of Duty, um, but it is a fun Call of Duty. It reminds me very much like if you enjoyed Modern Warfare from 2019, I think you'll like this one a lot. Um, yeah, I, I the maps were nice. Um, like the gunsmith is different. Um, like you know in the other Call of Duty, you could just add like every like one of every attachment on your gun this time you can only put like five on and this was the beta so they capped everyone's level at 30 um they probably didn't show all the guns that were in the game they only showed like what two maps like literally just two maps and then for all like the hostage and the invasion and map they only had like one map so i mean no not everyone's seen all the maps i'm I'm excited for this call of duty um and i plan on getting it on release and um, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I think there's no Call of Duty next year. I thought that was confirmed, right? Like they said, there's not going to be no, one. So that's still up in the air. That was a Jason Trier report. So he's pretty reliable. So most likely that'll be the case. But we don't know that for a fact yet. Like Activision has not said anything. 
yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I wouldn't say I'm going to get this at launch or anything like that. There's, I think, too much other stuff coming out at the same time for me to really you know, devote any time to Modern Warfare. But I will be playing it when it comes to Game Pass, when that uh, Activision Blizzard King uh, deal goes through and Microsoft buys them and brings everything to Game Pass. Are you excited for Modern Warfare, or not Mar- Modern Warfare, uh, Warzone 2? Uh, personally, no. I mean, I know they're probably making improvements and whatnot to Warzone. I know you're big into Apex. Yeah, Apex is my choice of Battle Royale. Um, I play that with Matt all the time. And I just, I don't know, Like, it's kind of hard to play other Battle Royales. It's like when you play, like, for example, when you play an MMO, like, I can only play one at a time. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's I think I'm just going to stick with Apex. I just the one I like and what I'm used to. So correct me if I'm wrong, this will be the first time we'll get a sequel to a Battle Royale that has already been out, correct? I guess. Is it is it really a whole new thing, or is it not a big like update or patch or something? It's it's a whole it's new like, launcher. It's, it's they're, they're new treating thing. it as like a sequel. Yeah, I guess so, a first time sequel then to a Battle Royale. Yeah, so I'll be interesting to thing. see how that works. If the audience just moves over or like you know, they they split them, people are like, Oh, I like the original Warzone better or something, but It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yep, but that's it for me. Um, I guess, Pat, your last, I think. What have you been playing? Yeah, so uh, last week I talked about the excavation at Hobbsboro, which we may have broken embargo on that, but <laughs> that's no big deal. It's fine. Uh, that code was provided to me by uh, Wad Jet Eye Games. Uh, I finished it. I really enjoyed it. It took me like maybe, I want to say like four and a half almost five hours to beat the game. I talked about it last week. It's a point and click adventure meets uh, Twin Peaks. But like throughout the entire time you're playing, there's this like impending sense of dread. Like they do a really good job with the atmosphere and like building that and then like tying that to like English folklore and like really building up this world. Like most of the puzzles were like pretty good. There's one where I'm like, I don't know how to progress. And then like, put the game down, came back to it the next day. And I'm like, Oh shit. There was that really easy thing that I missed as I was doing, you know, stuff the other day. Um, and then there's one puzzle at the end, which was very annoying because I knew exactly what I had to do, but it is asking me to have musical talent and I don't. So, you know, no spoilers, but that one frustrating puzzle in the entire game, not a huge flaw in my opinion. There's, there's point and click adventure games I've played that have very many <laughs> frustrating puzzles. So uh, I'm not going to hold that against it. Really enjoyed it. I, I would say the ending did leave me wanting more, but I think that's the the whole point of like these like short one-off stories. They kind of have like a little bit left to the imagination, leave room open for like questions that they can answer maybe more down the line. So uh, overall, I'm going to give it like an 8.0 out of 10. I think it's, uh, it's a really good point and click adventure. It's uh, I think 1999 only on PC right now, Um, steam and good old games. So you can go check it out. Uh, Pretty good to play that in, you know, spooky time now. So check that out. Uh, And then I got a code for the gallery from Cloudhead games. This is, less of a game more of a, a full motion picture 
that you can interact with, like you can make decisions on. It's interesting concept because it has two different movies or like stories you can play. Uh, one has you're playing as the female protagonist and that takes place in 1981. Uh, and then one you are playing as a male protagonist and that takes place in 2021. It's kind of playing with the, the different stories and timelines and stuff like that. I've only played the 1981 story so far. I've played through it twice, uh, trying to pick different choices and stuff like that. Kind of a B movie budget. You can kind of see it's, it's, there's, you know, some explosions where you're like, okay, that was bad CGI, but it, it's fine. Nothing terrible that'll take you out of the experience. Uh, acting from the main cast is, is passable. Not anything to write home about, but not anything that'll uh, ruin the experience for you. Overall, I think this kind of suffers from coming out after Immortality because I just had such a good experience with Immortality that was such high budget, high caliber better presentation overall that it kind of makes me see the cracks in this one a little bit more, but I am not hating it. I will go ahead and play the the 2021 storyline whenever I get a chance. It does a quality of life thing where once you play through the story one full time in one, one of the stories, the second time you play it, you can skip anything you've already seen. So if you want to go back, it's not going to take you another two hours to get through the entire playthrough. You can cut that down to maybe half an hour or just like 20 minutes to see the stuff that you didn't see. And then if you go back, you can keep like skipping through the stuff you've already seen. So pretty good for you to go back and see all the different stuff, get all the achievements if you want that way. But not anything I would recommend to anyone right now. The story for the 1981 storyline is... uh this woman who owns a gallery and she's uh, it's all about portraiture and she is presenting a, uh, a portrait of the uh, prime minister in a time of like great uh, unrest for uh, England. And there's a terrorist who basically keeps her hostage to demonstrate like a, as, as an act of like demonstration against the government. But yeah, I'm not sure what the 2021 storyline is but I will let you guys know when I get to it. I also got a code for the Outbound Ghost from Con Radical Games, and this is a Paper Mario-like, uh, right down to the art style, the combat, everything. It Very reminiscent of Paper Mario. It is a very low-budget game. It is right now only out on PC. Um, it is, I think, planned for consoles, but it is not out yet. Uh, it's an interesting story where when you die, if you have... a some sort of unfinished business, they call it a burden, uh, then you become a ghost. Uh, and then this town of Outbound was a small population town. A bunch of the residents were killed by a serial killer. And so now the people who have a burden are in Outbound, just walking around trying to finish their business. And you are the Outbound ghost. Uh, you can pick your, like, you can create your own name and stuff like that. And you have amnesia. So now you arrive in Outbound, and one of the, one of the uh, civilian or one of the ghosts, I guess, his uh, ambition was to be a detective. Obviously, he's dead, so he's like, maybe if I fulfill that ambition, um, then I will uh, move on to like the the afterlife. So he thinks you're the killer, or he's trying to figure out who the killer is. So you're obviously an outsider; nobody else knows you. So immediately suspicion is placed on you. So to try and prove your innocence, you're like talking to them 
um, you actually don't say anything, kind of like Paper Mario, but th- they do the whole thing like, what do you mean this? That, like, so there's, there's like, they understand you, even though you haven't said anything. It's all, none of it's voice acted. It's just all dialogue um, on screen. They take you to another actual resident of Outbound who also has amnesia. You're kind of unraveling the mystery of why these two people have amnesia and what's going on. Uh, but the overworld has enemies on it, just like Paper Mario. But any of the other ghosts can't see those enemies. They're called apparitions. And it's it's a manifestation of your personal like issues that you have to work out. So you don't actually have partners or you're not actually doing battle. They call them uh, figments of your personality. They're actually doing the actual battling. So you have uh, camaraderie, you have uh, regret, you have uh, uh, callousness, stuff like that. As you, as you progress in the story, new party members or new figments get unlocked and they each have different like specializations. Like camaraderie is the healer. Regret is the damage dealer. Callousness is like the tank. So you can kind of build them however, however you want. And you get they're not called badges in this game, but they're essentially badges. And you're able to craft them by using different items you find in the overworld. And you can kind of use those to build like, okay, I want my healer to focus on stun damage. So I'm giving them a bunch of stun damage uh, thing, whatever the badges are called. But overall, I'm, I'm having a fun time with it. If you're a fan of Paper Mario, you'll immediately be drawn to the combat. I just wish the storytelling was a little bit better and like... You can tell it's low budget because it goes from like a cutscene at the beginning immediately to gameplay. It doesn't give you any sort of transition to what's going on. And the story is just being told to you like very exposition heavy. It's not doing any of the the storytelling environmentally or like, you know, it's not subtle in doing it. It's just people talking at you. Um, so I wish there was a little bit more... Uh, nuance to that storytelling but i'm gonna keep playing it i'm enjoying it so far hopefully it doesn't get too repetitive so far they have been introducing new enemy types and like one thing i do kind of have an issue with is unlike paper mario each battle your your life and your mana resets so there isn't really too much of a challenge that i've experienced so far i guess i can look at the difficulty settings or the the settings menu to see if that that can be adjusted but as of right now, it's just kind of like, I don't think this game is going to give me that same level of challenge that Paper Mario would have. Other than that, I've been playing Live Alive, got through uh, the Old West storyline, got through the uh, prehistoric storyline. The Old West one is probably the shortest one I've played. That one, you're basically just a, uh, what? what's the word for the uh, Old West? Dr- like drifter, I guess. Uh, you're just a drifter in the old west who happens to come to this town that is being uh, threatened by like this gang, and basically it's like a t- in the in the morning they're gonna come because you killed one of their gang members on our property, so we need you to stay here and help. So you can actually you have like I think it's 20 minutes before the actual fight happens in game, and you can go and you can like get supplies and you can make traps. Or you can just stand around and do nothing, and that'll make the ending fight more hard, like harder on your, on yourself. Uh, and then I switched over to the ancient China storyline. You're playing as a teacher of uh, kung fu who is like nearing the end of his life, so he has to find disciples and train them in in the arts of like becoming the next shifu and stuff like that. So that one's pretty interesting. I'm kind of working through that right now. Um, 
Live Alive has been really fun. I really recommend it. If you have a Switch, it's it's pretty good just to play a storyline here or there. Besides that, I've been playing Halo, uh, making my way through God of War 2018 before Ragnarok comes out. And then finally, I got hooked on Tunic today. And let me tell you, I'm regretting putting this game off as long as I did because this game came out shortly after Elden Ring and I had gone through that like 80 hours of just an Elden Ring binge fest and I'm like I don't have the the mental fortitude to go through another one of these right now so I kind of just put it on the back burner forgot about it but I got back to it today it does so much with so little in terms of like dialogue because if you haven't heard about uh Tunic it's a Zelda like an old school Zelda like top-down action game it's very much like uh, if you enjoyed um death store last year it is very much like that in terms of combat like you have just a few like a handful of weapons but you also have like magic attacks and different things you're picking up like kind of like a metroidvania where you're backtracking through the overworld and it has a bunch of different dungeons you can kind of do in any order i assume in any order it hasn't really been leading me on a path i've just been kind of coming across stuff but it is really fun the combat is like very precise you have like the three or four frames of invincibility when you dodge roll and you have to like figure out an enemy's attack pattern bosses are really hard when you die you lose like all the the currency you've gained but you have to go back and collect it but i'm really enjoying it it has ancient alien language that they've created for the game Uh, i say they but it's really it's essentially one person who's made this entire game but the more you play, uh, you get these uh, old school like instruction manual pages that reveal more of the story and more of like the the mechanics of the game. And it does a really cool thing where it's like it's not giving you new abilities. It's just telling you how to use the abilities that you had no idea because you never tried to do something. So, for example, I had. I was able to do this one ability the entire game. I just didn't know how to do it. And then I found the, the instruction manual page and I'm like, Oh shit. I, 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 so if I start a new game, I have all of that from the very beginning. So it's very cool in terms of like discoverability and like teaching you how to play the game without like overburdening you with tutorials or stuff. It just comes so naturally that it's like explaining these mechanics to you and, I'm really digging it. And like, I think I played it for like six hours today. Like I'm hooked. So definitely check out tunic. It is on game pass, uh, on cloud and everything. So it'll, it'll be on my short list for game of the year, at least indie game of the year. So that is pretty much it before now. So news, uh, there, we do have some new delays slash new dates. So skull and bones has been delayed to March 9th of 2023. I'm sure the two people who are really excited for that are very disappointed. And Oxenfree 2 has been delayed to 2023. So times like these, I'm reminded of the Miyamoto quote, a rush game is like striking while the iron is hot, but a delayed game speaks louder than words. Very true statement right there. Agreed. Um, And then finally, Scorn got a hastening. Uh, It was going to come out October 21st. And now it's coming out October 14th. So it is also coming to Game Pass. Keep an eye out for that. It looks very uh, disgusting, spooky. Um, Zach will be the one reviewing that for us. So. Uh, no, I will not. 
Um, What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. Uh, moving on to not slow news. So not slow news is where we discussed the last few weeks of gaming news. It's not super fast, but it's not slow either. So let's start with a very quick topic. It's not gaming related, but it is pretty big news. So Deadpool 3 had an update and Hugh Jackman is officially coming back as Wolverine. I'm pretty fucking excited. I don't know about you guys. Um, I just want to see him in an actual Wolverine like costume, like actually like the yellow. Costume. The yellow. I want to see <laughs> that. Like they teased it at the end of uh, one of the X Men movies, and then he put him in his <laughs> his classic Wolverine outfit. I'd be awesome. The way they announced this was pretty cool. It was like a video Ryan Reynolds posted on his Twitter account where he's talking about like working on Deadpool three. And he's like, we're we're fucking out of ideas. I don't know what to do. But I did have one idea. And then you see Hugh Jackman walking behind him. And then he's walking up the stairs. He's like, hey, Hugh, you want to come back as Wolverine? And he's like, sure, Ryan. <laughs> as he's like eating an apple or whatever. Did you see the other one? Yeah. The the other one is they're just <laughs> talking about the, like, we're going to answer all your questions. And then like the music kicks up and they're just like motioning, like hitting each other and stuff. The way they're announcing this, the way they're presenting it, it seems like uh, Hugh Jackman is actually going to be like a a second lead, not just like a cameo. So yeah. he's going to be like the cable of this one. Like he's going to be like, yeah, like a, I don't know. It's going to be like a partnership. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. Uh, initially when this was announced, I'm like, okay, he's coming back for one last time because they dropped a truckload of money on his lawn. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm seeing people talk about it on Reddit. They're bringing him back. Cause he's going to be in secret wars. Right. Let's hope not. I think no, it's, he's no, he's he's back. He's gonna play Wolverine for another ten years. I don't know about that, but I think Secret Wars will be his last hurrah. We're we're probably gonna get some of the other mutants or um you know Magneto coming back or something like that from the Fox universe. Who knows, maybe Toby Maguire comes back as uh Spider Man in, in Secret Wars, but it's all coming together. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I know Rick is not, because Rick prefers I've never been a huge Hugh Jackman as Wolverine fan. Like, Logan was good, but honestly, the man does not fit the character type whatsoever. Who's your favorite Wolverine, then? Live-action Wolverine. There there hasn't been a good live-action Wolverine. (laughs) What's your favorite planet you've lived on? (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so... I think you, Rick, you are going to get your wish. Yeah, it's going to be someone else. They're going to get someone like different to play. I just hope it's a good... I mean, I just hope it's a good cast. It'll be after but... Secret Wars, but I think you are going to get yeah. your wish. Yeah. Maybe they might even do like X-21 or whatever her name is. Like They might just do female Wolverine instead, maybe. So. Weapon 23? Weapon X or whatever. Yeah, X-23. Forget, I forget what number she is. Our actual gaming news and not so news is that Stadia is shutting down. So officially Google announced Stadia will be shutting its services on January 18th of 2023. It launched November 19th, 2019. It is closing January 18th, 2023. So barely three years. Uh, The official statement reads, and while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology foundation, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected. So we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down or Stadia streaming services. And that was uh, Vice President of Stadia, Phil Harrison. Anybody who bought hardware or digital games 
Uh, they will be refunded. They say the refunds will be automatic and should be done sometime by mid January. Uh, anybody who did subscribe to Stadia Pro, you cannot get a refund because that's like the service they they gave you the time for the service you subscribe to. Anybody who just bought actual games on Stadia or bought one of the bundles that included the whatever they call their media player, I forget. You the, you will get a refund. You won't not you will not need to send back your hardware or anything like that. Uh, I still have. If you guys can see it, I still have the premiere edition on my table over here unopened. So <laughs> this isn't a surprise. We all saw this coming when they closed down their uh, Stadia gaming division last year. And basically all their in-house studios, they let all those people go. So it's only a matter of time. What's what's crazy is that even developers were caught off guard. There were some developers who have games coming out later this year or early next year who took to Twitter saying that they only found out about this from the verge article that was posted shortly after the announcement. So kind of blindsiding your developers, not a good look, Google. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I mean, it was expected. I, I thought it was a, from the jump. We, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I didn't think this was going to work or be successful. So I'm not surprised by this at all. They're entering a, a gaming sphere. Um, where they were competing with companies who were well-established in this in this realm. It was just very difficult for me to believe that this was ever going to be successful. And a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, too, because you know, Google is known for taking wild business ventures and then immediately shutting them a couple years later. So <laughs> nobody took Stadia seriously because they expected Google to shut it down in a couple years. And because of that, Google shut it down in a couple of years. So... It all makes sense. I kind of want to talk about Phil Harrison because is this guy secretly working for like other mediums besides video games? Like, is he working for big books or something? Because he quit PlayStation after the PS3 launch, which was disastrous. And like, you know, you should get a second job to get a PlayStation 3, all of that. Uh, then he started working at Atari. They, they became bankrupt. So then he left. Then he started working at Gaikai. Uh, and they were eventually bought by Sony and their service was shut down. Then he started working at Xbox and they launched the Xbox one. And we all know how terrible of a launch that was. And then now he went to Stadia and Stadia is officially shutting down too. So is, is this guy like, he's bad, he's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if he's purposely bringing down these companies or if he's just bad luck, like Chance said, but where, where's he going to go next? Oculus gaming, Facebook, <laughs> Bring that company down, why don't you? Yeah, good luck. He's like he's like a kiss of death everywhere he goes. Like, don't bring him in. Yeah. Recently, rumors were coming out that he canceled an exclusive single-player Death Stranding follow-up from Kojima uh, for Stadia. So that was a smart move, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well for everyone involved. We're not going to talk too much about this because, like we said, we all saw this coming. What this does tell us is that I think people just weren't ready for a streaming only platform. Like the the reason it's working for these services like uh, NVIDIA and like xCloud is because it's a supplement to what you already have. You are playing your games on PC and then now you're using NVIDIA cloud to stream them to a different device. You are playing your games on Xbox. Now you're playing them as a, a you're supplementing when you're outside out of the home onto your phone to play them from the X cloud and then you're picking them up 
on your console locally. Like that's the thing people want. Maybe 10 years from now, streaming will become like the, the only way or the preferred way to play. But I don't think anyone's ready for that yet. There's that. And then the second lesson I think any game company needs to learn is that you need strong in-house support to actually develop an audience before third parties like take you seriously. And that's the one thing Stadia didn't have. I did. Did they ever release a first party Stadia game? I don't think so. Jade Raymond had her studio that was formed and then it was shut down mid project. They might've had a couple of deals with third parties about bringing games to Stadia first, and then it would come to other platforms, but they never had a, a killer app. So there was no reason to stay or even go to Stadia in the first place. So did anyone besides me try Stadia? I think you were the only one. I know you had that remote. Did Did you even try it? Yeah, uh, I actually I even bought games because I had a Google Wallet funds that were set to expire, uh, and then like I think the Tomb Raider games were on sale, so I bought Tomb Raider games for like four bucks or something like that, and they'll be refunded <laughs> in January. So cool. <laughs> I did play them a little bit. Uh, I was at a, f- a cousin's house and really bored so i broke out my phone and i played tomb raider the tomb raider reboot but yeah i mean no no big loss i think if you are heavily devoted if you're heavily invested in stadia and this is a shock to you then i'm i'm sorry adam bankhurst if you're listening i'm i'm sure you're the only one <laughs> moving on we have uh nvidia announced their 4000 series of gpus I yeah I know we're not a PC focused or a very technical podcast, but just remember, like twenty minutes ago, fucking uh, Zach was talking about mid centers and shit on FIFA and center mid. It's not going to be center that mid. Whatever it is. All Whatever. I'm trying to say <laughs> is that a central defensive mid and a center attacking mid. You had your two minutes. They're up. So Nvidia launched the sequel to their uh, 3000 series in tw- like their 3000 series was in 2020. This is the sequel to that. They will officially these GPUs will officially come out October 12th of 2022, so very soon. The pricing, uh, the RTX 4090 is 15.99, and that's 1599 dollars, uh, which is a hundred dollars more expensive than the RTX 3090 at launch. So prices have gone up. The RTX 4080, the 16GB version is $1199, and then the 12GB version is $899. Normally, when they have two different VRAM versions of cards, everything else is the same on these cards, only the, the, the amount of VRAM is different. That is not the case on these two. On the case of these two, clock speeds, core numbers, and specs are essentially different, making that 12GB version essentially a 4070 but they're not marketing it as a 4070 because they think they can charge more, calling it a 4080 12 GB. So the 3080, when it launched in 2020, was 699 for the 10 GB version. And then the uh, 3070 launched for 499. So a huge n- price increase in one generation. They're basically pricing these cards as if crypto hasn't collapsed, and we know it has. Uh, I know there's you know supply chain issues. We talked about PlayStation raising the price of their console in certain markets, and then Oculus also raising the price in certain markets. But this is more than just a hundred dollar increase. This is a huge markup, and people are very pissed. And 
I don't think it's gonna gonna stand. Let's put the pricing aside and just talk about the tech. We're not gonna go into specifics. I just want to talk about DLS S three. Uh, that has come out. I know, Rick, don't fall asleep on me. So <laughs> these cards have additional hardware that allows for AI learning to generate a, an additional frame between two frames that are already rendered. That might not mean anything to you right now, but it's basically rendering a frame, rendering the frame after it, and then using AI technology to fill in the gap and create a frame between the two. What this means for performance is there's essentially going to be doubled performance on these games that support it because you're adding a frame without the the need to render it. And some of you who are uh, technology proficient will be like, hey, is that adding lag? Because now you have to wait for the second frame to render. Yes, it does. But these three technologies are working together where they basically have NVIDIA Reflex, which is reducing the lag at every step. Um, then you have the uh, frame generation, and then you have uh, what is essentially uh, an improvement of DLSS 2.0, which is taking a, a lower resolution and bumping it up to a higher resolution image, working only at that lower re- resolution load. So combining all of that together, you have a huge improvement in performance in these games that support it. They they showed off uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 running at 4K, like native 4K, uh, 120 FPS with all the ray tracing features enabled, running ultra, everything. That is insane. Like if I try to run on my build, I have the 20... Uh, 2080 ti if i try to run that with ray tracing and everything up i'm gonna get maybe like 15 frames so running that at 120 frames per second is just insane you know pretty soon we're gonna have 500 frames per second displays and that's just reducing uh lag making you better at uh twitch shooters and stuff like that uh but the major thing for those of you who care about performance uh, you'll be able to play these games at native 4K with the ray tracing, which makes a huge difference in terms of lighting and realism at higher frame rates, smoother experience. This is the future of where graphics technology is going. And I think when we eventually see the PS5 Pro or the, the Series XX, they'll have something similar to this technology in those consoles to generate the same effect. It'll probably be AMD's answer to DLSS 3, which, you know, I think October 2nd is their official keynote. So maybe we'll see something there. But overall, this is this is a, a huge step forward in terms of getting the games you love, better quality, higher frame rates. Some of you might be asking, should I upgrade to the 4000 series? The price is the biggest obstacle. If price is not an issue for you, Yes, go ahead. This is the best performance you're going to get out of any of the cards. If you have a 2000 or a 3000 series GPU, I recommend just holding on. Wait for the prices to go down. Wait for the fifth generation of uh, RTX series to come out. Uh, if you have an older GPU than that, if you have the 1080 or like uh, something older and you're fine with paying the premium, definitely go for it. You're going to see a huge jump in performance if you're looking for something cheaper you can wait for amd's keynote maybe they have something that'll be similar performance i don't think they'll have an immediate answer to uh, dlss 3.0 you know tomorrow or whenever that keynote is if you're listening to this on monday but it's going to be cheaper just want to let people know on that okay so 
a bunch of GTA Alpha footage was leaked. Uh, it showcased many different aspects of gameplay, including shooting, melee combat, driving, and robbing. Glad to see that's coming back. Yeah, I think it was, what, some chicken? <laughs> she was, like, at a McDonald's, I think. She was, like, stealing stuff. I don't know. I think I've seen yeah. it. It showed, like, the AI responding to the robbery and not just, like, the clerk, but, like, other people in the store, so. It also showed a both male and female protagonist um, and was clearly unfinished, obviously. It definitely looked very unpolished um, and was never really meant for a public release, obviously. It was leaked too early. Rockstar released a statement saying that this was a form of network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information uh, from their systems. Someone then claimed credit for the hack and said they were waiting to hear from Rockstar or Tick2 to make a deal <laughs> and mentioned they had source code for GTA. GTA 5. Yes, GTA 5, not GTA 6. Um, and a 17-year-old was promptly arrested in connection to the hacking. Um, he pleaded not guilty and is currently being held at a detention center awaiting his trial. Um, is this the biggest hack in gaming history? I mean, I can't think of a bigger hack for a game earlier in development. Especially GTA 6. Like, GTA 5 is, like, the best-selling game, almost, if you don't count, like, Tetris or something. Uh, it's, it's certainly the one that sold the most and made the most money of the last two generations in terms of, like, unit sales. Yeah, maybe Last of Us 2, maybe. That had some leaked cutscenes, but this is actual gameplay from the alpha version. Yeah, I mean, this. I feel like this is what happens when like some games like refuse to come out, and they like take they keep selling the same game to people over and over again, and have new generations of games. People are like, you know what? I'm just gonna put things in my own hands, and I'm just gonna go and hack in there and get the game myself. And I think you know, I think Bethesda needs to watch out for Skyrim. Oh people God. might do this. Are you, watch, watch some leak in. Are you threatening Skyrim Six? <laughs> I mean, Xbox Bethesda. This is he is acting of his own volition, not <laughs> for the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Also, if you hack the Bethesda servers for alpha footage of Elder Scrolls Six, you're probably just going to get some drawings. I doubt they're fully working on that game yet. Yes, but I'm just saying, gamers are getting restless, and they. They want their games and they want it now. It sounds so much like a threat. He's <laughs> starting a revolution right now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm just going to say they need better protection. They need better firewalls <laughs> and whatever. What was great is after this, all this footage was leaked was somebody went online and uh, obviously this footage was never meant to be seen and all that stuff. But a random Twitter user uh, tweeted out, if you know how game development goes, you'd know that visuals are one of the first things done. This game is four years into planning and development. What you see is almost exactly what you will get. The next year is mission coding and debugging, all back-end stuff. It it does look ass. Obviously, that was in response to somebody else. But then <laughs> that, that tweet went viral, and a bunch of developers started quote-tweeting it or like saying, oh visuals are the first thing done and posting their own alpha footage for some games. So I posted some of this in the Slack, but uh, remedy posted alpha footage for control cult of the lamb plague tale uh, and a bunch of other games posted alpha footage and they all looked 
similar to the GTA in in terms of unpolishedness of of the the footage. Yeah. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, people getting upset or someone like this saying this is how the game's gonna come out like the game's not even like close to coming out like for example call of duty just had their beta come out okay it's a beta like that game is literally gonna be the exact same game that you know it's clearly comes out in like what two weeks later like three weeks later yeah Mm -hmm. in that case yeah the game's probably not it's like what you played in the beta is exactly what you're gonna play when the game comes out but this is a game that doesn't have a release date yet it's it's way off you know years off it's definitely going to improve and get better. Like it's like, yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. People see this like, Oh, watch out. GTA six going to be horrible. Don't pre-order like trying to scare people into. Yeah. Clearly they were testing the systems in play and like the, the AI reacting to the robbery. There was a couple of ones where like the, the person sticks uh, their body out the window and is like aiming all around. So they're just testing to see if all this was working smoothly before they start building upon it. Like, and visuals is the first thing done in a video game. That's the most like stupidest statement I've ever heard. <laughs> like, and that's counting everything Zach has said. Wow. That was just uncalled for. That was just rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what does that mean uh, for GTA six? Not much has changed. Obviously we don't expect the game to be out next year, so they, it will get better. Agreed. Rumors of a Bonnie and Clyde story with playable female protagonists is confirmed. And um, obviously, yeah, that guy who sent out that tweet and whatever doesn't really know what he's talking about. Yeah. Don't look too much into it. It's Twitter, right? Is on Twitter? I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, from I mean, Twitter, and then it got posted to like Reddit and Tumblr and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what's funny is that like 40 minutes of Diablo four footage leaked during the same time, but nobody paid attention to it because the GTA one leaked. So I bet, I bet Bethesda is like, you know, if we were going to leak now was the time to leak. <laughs> so uh, nothing much to say there. Just, I'm sure all the footage is being taken down already because uh, take two and rockstar are very like litigious. So I would not want to be the 17 year old right now. Moving on to topic of show. So not anything major has gone on in terms of video gaming news the last couple of weeks. So we thought we'd just take a minute to talk about Game of the Year Watch and then also score our predictions for the summer of gaming. So let me pull those up. I have the scores ready. So let's start with Rick. So Rick, his first prediction was gameplay trailer for Dragon Age 4 with 2023 release window. That did not happen. I had challenged it, so he got a negative one for that. Next up, he said AC Infinity revealed for a 2022 launch focus on Bayek. AC Infinity was talked about, not revealed, and it was not 2022. There was no mention of Bayek. So there's three parts to that. Even though AC Infinity wasn't revealed, I'll give him one third of that for them talking about AC Infinity as a platform. I challenged saying that there was going to be no mention of AC Infinity, so negative one third for me for that. And then his third prediction was Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, a cinematic trailer, and a 2023 release window. That came true fully. Uh, no one had challenged that, so he got one point for that. Heck yeah. Bethesda Showcase will have Starfield and Redfall, and then we will have a cinematic trailer for Elder Scrolls VI with a 2024 release window. So the Xbox Showcase did have Starfield and Redfall, but no Elder Scrolls VI, uh, plus one half for that. The challenge was no mention of Elder Scrolls 6, so he would get 
minus one half for the challenge being correct. So it evens out to zero points for that one. Nice. <laughs> and then he said, uh, Last of Us remake holiday 2022. And then me and Zach agreed with that. So plus one for that. Although it wasn't holiday. It came out. Labor Day is a holiday. Labor Day is a holiday. Well, we'll fine. Whatever we'll count it. He got one and one third points total. We'll, we'll take the total points after challenges at the end here. Next up is Chance. So he said Final Fantasy Tactics remaster announced on June 20th. So this did not happen. Zach had challenged just the date. The Final Fantasy Tactics remaster didn't happen. So there can't be a date. So I'm going to say that is wrong as well. <laughs> Zero to chance for not having that happen, but negative one half for Zach for the challenge. And then he said Konami will announce a date for Castlevania DS collection. That did not happen. Then he said on August 12th, THQ Nordic will have a trailer for the Gothic remake with the 2023 release window. There was a THQ Nordic showcase on August 12th. And they had the Gothic remake uh, announced there, but they did not have the 2023 window. So he gets plus two thirds. I challenged just the date of uh, August 12th. (laughs) And I got that wrong (laughs) because he got that right. He is Nostradamus. Bro, that is the most insane (laughs) prediction ever. (laughs) He made that prediction in March or in May, people. In May, that's an amazing prediction. prediction. That's absolutely insane. (laughs) Goddamn! I will gladly take the negative one third point for that. But damn, the specificity of that (laughs) prediction. There's a reason he's Nostradamus. Well, I mean, his next prediction will show you why he's not, because he said Ubisoft will announce a smaller Far Cry game with an Old West style for late 2022. None well, of that happened. I had challenged saying there's no new well, Far you know, Cry you game. win some, you lose some. <laughs> Negative one points for that. Uh, and then he had said Capcom will reveal Monster Hunter 6. That did not happen. I challenged it. Another negative one for that. His total ends up being... Negative one and one third. Uh, Next up, my predictions. So I said the Xbox showcase includes gameplay for Hellblade 2, Avowed, Starfield, and Contraband. All have 2023 release windows. I don't get points unless all of those are met. Not all those were met, so I got zero points for that. Zach challenged that Hellblade will not be 2023 and gameplay will not be shown of Starfield. So Zach gets negative one for that. Next up, we have a Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD collection announced for Switch. Holiday 2022 release date. That did not happen. Rick challenged the collection because none of it was announced. That is also wrong. So negative one half for that for Rick. So we'll add that to his points at the end here. I also said a new Bioshock game is revealed with a teaser. No actual gameplay is shown. That did not happen. Zero points for me. Then I said Forza Motorsport gameplay with a late 2022 date. Uh, We did see gameplay for Forza, but the date was 2023. So uh, I get half a point for that. Rick challenged all of it, um, but because he had challenged the date, I would get half a point, a negative half a point for that. So my point evens out for zero for that one. But he also got the challenge of the gameplay for Forza Motorsport wrong. So he gets negative one half there as well. then Xbox Showcase, we'll see something from the Coalition that is not Gears. We'll get Deathloop 
uh, coming with story DLC, and one of these three games will come to Game Pass. And I said Gotham Knights, Saints Row, or Midnight Suns. So most of that did not happen. The only thing that did was Deathloop did come to Game Pass with the Golden Loop DLC extended ending. So I'm giving myself plus one third for that. So my total ends up being plus one third, but then challenges will come into play. Uh, We'll count those at the end. Um, And then finally, Zach. So uh, first look at AC Infinity. Rick agreed. We didn't get a first look at Infinity because it's a platform. What we got was a first look at Project Hexe, Red, and Jade. Uh, They specifically said Infinity is not a game, so we didn't see it. I'm counting that as negative one. I challenged it. So that's why it's a negative one. Hogwarts Legacy date is September 15th, 2022. The date is actually February 10th, 2023. So you got that, or Rick challenged the date, so he got that wrong. So negative one for that. Gameplay trailer shown for Fallen Order sequel. We only got a cinematic trailer. Zero. Uh, Ubisoft Forward will have firm date for Skull and Bones and Splinter Cell Remake. We did get a firm date for Skull and Bones, even though they delayed it later, but we did get nothing for the Splinter Cell remake, so plus one half for Zach on that one. Rick had challenged no date for Splinter Cell, uh, which he got correct, so negative one half for that, so Zach evens out to zero. Um, And then finally, he said Oxenfree 2 comes out quarter four of 2022, and that Respawn will confirm that Titanfall 3 is in development. Oxenfree was delayed to 2023. There was no confirmation of Titanfall 3 in development. I had challenged all of it, so that's a negative one for Zach. So Zach ends up with negative three, plus his challenges above, he ends up with negative 4.5. I end up with negative one-third, counting all my challenges. Chance ends up with negative one and one-third, and then Rick ends up with one-third positive counting all of his challenges. So right now, Rick is in the lead with one third of a point. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) I'm so bad at predictions, man. We still have our all of the year predictions, and then we will be doing predictions probably next month for uh, the end of the year slash game awards. So at the end of the year, we'll count up and see who is the real Nostradamus. Right now, we all have a hole to dig out of, except Rick. (laughs) This is so far. I'm so negative. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe your predictions of Microsoft will buy Sonic, not Sega, just Sonic will they come true. could through. believe. <laughs> you never know. So that's where we are with our predictions. Uh, we expected a lot and not a lot happened this summer. So uh, hopefully the rest of the year turns out a little bit better. But let's shift gears to game of the year watch so i have on here some of the best rated games according to metacritic for the year and uh let's just kind of go down the line so the best one here elden ring 96 on metacritic i played it beat it loved it rick played a little bit of it i'm not sure if zach played it i did but i had no chance played it and then refunded it because he did not enjoy it. Yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. He prefers coffee. Zach, what about you? I didn't beat it. I didn't beat the game, <laughs> but I did play. How far did, did you, you beat get? Marguerite? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. What you didn't sound very positive. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just like it, it kind of had. It, it, it's it, definitely the front runner right now. Yeah, yeah it, right. I mean, it just did everything really well. 
Uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe has a 93 on Metacritic. Uh, I've played this for like maybe an hour. They gave me a code. I feel terrible. I will finish it at some point and I will talk about it on the podcast. Has anyone else played uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe yet? Um, I've watched a lot of clips of people playing it and we're going to count that. (laughs) It's uh, I mean, it it looks very, I mean, it's very meta. Yeah, exactly. Um, And very, it can be very deep and very, wacky and crazy and very so unique and because it's a remake or a reimagining or director's cut whatever you want to name this i don't think it'll be in contention for our game of the year for the tuggies at the end of the year but worth mentioning because it has a very high score um next up rogue legacy 2 has a 90 on metacritic has anyone played rogue legacy 2 no. uh, i think no. i played rogue legacy but i mean it is like a rogue game or like game where you, i think it's the one where you play a character and they have some kind of uh, interesting like quirk about them. They have yet yeah, randomized traits. Yeah, they have randomized traits and they're you know they have strengths and weaknesses and you have to play around that. And then you- Neon White is also another ninety. I don't think anyone here has played it, but this was the uh, uh, speed running card yeah. game. Not much to discuss there because none of <laughs> none of us have played it. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles eighty nine. I have not played this at all. Uh, I know Chance, you had played two. Yeah, I played two. I only played a. Oh, I've only played like a couple hours of it. I don't know know what the hell the story is about or anything, but. <laughs> and it's an anime RPG, so um, people are gonna love it. Next up, we have Last of Us Part One. Norm, like I know, I said I was gonna play this, but that seventy dollar price point just kind of hindered me a little bit. I think I will get to this when the Last of Us TV show comes out. And I'm in that Last of Us mode. I think I'll go through a replay of one and two. And, uh, you know, I think that's mostly what this is here for. Like we saw the kind of the effect of the the Edge Runner show having on Cyberpunk. I think Sony wants something similar with the uh, Last of Us show. And they want to have a game ready for somebody to buy a full price on the PS5. So Last of Us Part 1. Uh, next up is Narco at 88 on Metacritic. Uh, oh, wow. I love this game. Yeah. Go 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 play this. It's on Game Pass for PC. I think it is coming to console soon. I'm not sure when. But yeah. Great point and click adventure. You know, really talking about themes of like what is religion and the effects of it and all of that. So go play it. It's very good. Next up is my game of the year as of right now, Immortality with an eighty eight. Oh wow. We've talked about this a lot. Go listen to those podcasts. Absolute phenomenal game. The less you know, the better. It is on Game Pass. Go play it. Next up, Horizon Forbidden West, also an 88. I would disagree with this a little bit. I think it would be closer to the low 80s. Actually, I, did I review this? I think I reviewed it. I think you reviewed it. You definitely reviewed it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking been a blur. Yeah, go listen to my review because uh, I'm not sure what I said, but I agree with it. <laughs> But I completely forgot this game came out. So it was kind of just a, a, a by-the-book sequel. If you liked Horizon 1, you'll probably like this, but I don't think it did anything super crazy. And Ali Ali World, this is a sequel to Ali Ali, skateboarding, side-scroller. This one, I think, went open world. Uh, none of us have really played it here, I think. Um, Gran Turismo 7. Zach, did you end up checking this one out? Uh, I did not, no. 
All right, what? moving on. Shredder's Revenge, also an 87 on Metacritic. Uh, me and Chance have played and finished this. I'm not sure if you guys have, but it is on Game Pass. Uh, go check it out if you want. It's a very cool throwback to old school beat 'em up. Uh, very short campaign, but a fun experience. Yeah. Um, uh, next up is Return to Monkey Island. I have not played this yet, but it is on my list. I've kind of just been you know, catching up on my backlog and playing a couple of things I've gotten codes for. So eventually I will get to this. This is on Switch and PC right now, but I believe it should be coming to everything soon. 87, very high. Tunic, 85. Like I said, Tunic has just enthralled me recently, and I'm I'm very excited to keep playing it and beating it. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Zach, you were excited about this. Did you ever play it? I haven't yet, no. Oh Have my you played God. anything this year? Zach? Not really. <laughs> like, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of streamers play this game. It's a really cool game to stream. Um, so Zach, you should definitely be playing this with our, you know, with with everyone that watches the stream because we stream so much. But um, why are we catching strays? <laughs> so um, essentially, like, yeah, you have a cult and everything, and I the cool thing about the streaming thing is when you when you find disciples to be in your cult, you can actually like pick someone from your um, Twitch chat, like has built from in your, features from your chat, them. and then you they they can make their character, like they have the control to make their character. And, you know, then you just add them in your game and you can sacrifice them or make them do whatever. And it's really cool. So sounds like you should be playing it. <laughs> Next up, we have Tiny Ken. Uh, this is a game uh, recently I got was playing on Game Pass. And I think I will continue to play as the year progresses. It is a Pikmin uh, collectathon game is how I described it. And it is uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of like. You get shrunk down to this house and you're trying to navigate it. You're using these tiny kin, which are basically like pigment. Each each different colored tiny kin have different uh, purposes. And you're just doing side quests for like ants and, you know, eventually figuring out why you're little and how to get big again. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a fun game to kind of just play. I was playing on xCloud. I think I'm going to continue to play on xCloud, but rated pretty highly at 85 here. Finally, a game Zach has played, right? Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yes, I did play this game. If you haven't played it, it's like a 3D, not open world, um, but it's a 3D Kirby game where... Um, Kirby Last of Us. <laughs> no, it's not No, it's not Kirby Last of Us. That is an awful way to describe this game. The um, post-apocalyptic nature of the world. Uh, kind of. It's like... so. There, there's a fungus that mutated and has killed no, all the people. In no, the it's no, <laughs> no, it is not like the last of us at all. Just because it takes place in a city that has vines growing on the buildings doesn't make it the last of us. So, so the game is really, is, is very interesting. Obviously it has the, the mechanic where, um, if you like, uh, suck in somebody like an enemy and swallow it you become the like enemy type so you can become like flame kirby or ice kirby or they have different kinds of kirby so there's like urchin kirby where you can like become like this big like needler and you can like roll around and like um grab objects and then throw them at the at the enemy um you can become and and then there there are objects that are too too large in size for kirby to swallow 
but he'll like wrap his entire body around it or his mouth around it. So then it becomes like, like a car. Like you can have Kirby wrap around a car and then you can drive the car or you can become a vending machine or you can become a giant staircase and stuff like that to like do some like light puzzle work to get to different locations and stuff like that. So it, it's a, it's a very good game. I love Kirby. Kirby's one of my favorite video games ever. So if you like Kirby games, you would really like this. It's a different take on the typical Kirby, like side scrolling kind of thing. So I really enjoyed it. Wow. He talked about that a lot. Yeah. I mean, was that your review? That was your review. <laughs> wasn't it? More or less. Next yeah. up is uh, Pokemon legends, Arceus chance. You remember this game? This was this year. I do. I did have a review. Everyone should go and listen to it. 84, pretty high. Uh, would you think Arceus is in contention for game of the year for you? No, I would think maybe possibly the other one might be. The I think it, I think it might be better than <laughs> than past Pokemon games, but we'll we'll have to see. So that is my question to you guys. What is your game of the year so far? Uh, for me, it's Immortality. Zach had mentioned it's Elden Ring, even though he hasn't beat Marguerite yet. Rick and Chance, what is your game of the year so far? Shredder's Revenge. It doesn't have to be on this list, by the way, if there's another game you've played that... Um, you know, I, I guess I would have to say as of right now, a game that I've played that so far that I've liked the best this year that I think could or should be the game of the year is, I guess, Pokemon Arceus. Rick, what about you? Yeah, I played some Elden Ring. It really wasn't my jam i'm sure i'll go back to it and try a different build and maybe it'll pop better but so far now that's falling by the wayside um immortality was great i did enjoy it i i was partial to martha's dead that game invoked a lot of feelings which nobody else here has played yet so i really hope it gets like on game pass or goes on sale because i want somebody else to experience that but gun to my head I already mentioned it, Power Washing Simulator. It's not complex, but it's a game that you can just kind of play mindlessly, and it makes you feel good. Just satisfying? So, it's so satisfying. It started off as like a like kind of release. Like, okay, cool. Like, Let's play something that's difficult or something that like I'm not used to. And then just before bed, play like a half hour of Power Washing Simulator. And now it's just like, okay, cool. I'll... But I just had a hard day. Play, play Power Washing Simulator, listen to an audiobook, or listen to a record, and just like zone out. And it has been perfect. So I know it's unconventional. I know it's not on the list, but holy shit, this has been one of the best games I've ever played. All right. So that's the year so far. But we are going to be going through the rest of the games for the year. The back half is kind of loaded with a lot and we're going to be rating our excitement for these games on a scale of one to five like we normally do so not every game coming out obviously is on this list this is just the highlights if there's anything you know of that is coming out that you that we didn't talk about feel free to add it any one of you uh let's start with overwatch 2 the early access is coming out to all platforms on october 4th i would say a three because it is free to play i will try it uh, I'll say a two. Wow. Uh, I think it'll be you. very similar to Overwatch 1, and they've already paywalled their newest character coming out, and you have to buy the Paddle Pass to play her. So I don't know if that'd be considered pay to win, but a lot of people are kind of disappointed, just like pre previews of the of Overwatch 2. So, so Zach. A one. All right. Rick, what about you? 
a solid like two or three. Like I, I had Overwatch one. It was fun. And if this is like a free little beta, I'm like, fuck it, bring it on. It's free and it's multiplayer. Let's check it out. All right. Uh, next up, we have a Plague Tale Requiem on October 18th. This is coming out to uh, Xbox Series, PS5, PC, and Switch. I think Switch is going to be a uh, cloud release. But I am at a four. I'm very excited. It is coming to Game Pass. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, I've heard really good things about this game. I haven't played the first one. Um, but um, So I don't know if it's fair for me to rate it. Can I give it like a non-rating? The rating is your excitement. I guess I, I would say a four as well. Because, I mean, I think right. this game is going to be pretty good. I'm excited for it to release and for it to get like a, you know, a 95 or something. Open critic. Next up, we have Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope on October 20th. Switch only. Uh, I'm I'm going to say three. I'm really excited for this. I really enjoyed the first one. It's just it's coming out at a crowded time. So I think I will be a little late to the party on this one. Rick. Rick, did you say Plague Tale? Did you give your rating for Playtale? No, you oh. skipped Zach and Rick. <laughs> for well, both. <laughs> yeah, you, you skipped both. Go guys. then, people. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, yeah, Rick, you go ahead. Rick, you go ahead. Okay, sorry. Playtale, I would say three. I never finished the first one, but it was a lot of fun, and I understand the game style. It's very kind of Last of Us. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, especially since they seem to be going all out with the sequel, I want to say three, and it's going to be on Game Pass, correct? Uh, Plague Tale, yes. So yeah, why the hell not? Uh, Zach, Plague Tale? I would say a three as well, but that's just because I haven't played the first one, so. Even though I've been telling you guys for years. I at least made the effort, Pat. Then Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I've never played the first one, and I know it's been on sale on Switch so many times that I never pulled that trigger. Is it kind of like a castle defender? Like It's like a turn-based. It's like a turn-based grid movement. Yeah, like an It's kind of a game I feel like I should play. And the XCOM light. Honestly, fuck it. I'll try it. I got. I would say a solid like three or four. Zach, uh, I would say I would say a three. Um, and I yeah, I would give uh, Mario versus Rabbids. I'll give it a four as well. Gotham Knights coming to PlayStation Five, Series consoles, and PC on October twenty first. I would say four. I've, I'm a really big fan of Arkham Knight or the Arkham series. I mean, uh, not just Arkham Knight. I'm a bigger fan of Ar- Arkham, Arkham Asylum City. and Arkham City, but. You know, I was initially hesitant about this being possibly a, a games of service and damage numbers and all that stuff. But recently, with the stuff that's been coming out in marketing, it seems like you can turn that all off. You can make this an, uh, a single player experience. But then occasionally, I can have chance hop in and you know do a, a hero team up moment. So yeah. So I I also give it a four for the same exact reasons, Pat. Rick Zach. I'm, I'm gonna at a one. say. Oh, <gasps> why? Why one? I, I I'm just not interested in it at all. Like, what do you not like? What do you not he, like, Zach? What? He hasn't played the Arkham series. I have played the Arkham. Are they too scary for you? Yeah, I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight, but not no. Arkham City. No, not, not Arkham, Arkham City. City. Like the best one. Wow. Or did I play Arkham? C- which one was the first one? I mean, he played Arkham Asylum, which is the best one. Ooh. Anyway, I guess just I guess Zach just had bad bad taste. I guess. <laughs> Rick, what what about you? Um, I would say I guess it was before like a two, like oh sweet an Arkham game without Batman. Like what's the fucking point? Batman's in this game. I guarantee you, he's <laughs> he's gonna show up at the very end and save you. Hooray! But still, 
I don't know. I always found Batman's rogues galleries like his rogues gallery really carried Batman and without Batman himself. I was apprehensive, but once I saw the trailers, like it seems like I'm solid three. I think they, they, they might do an okay job. All right. New Tales of the Borderlands coming to everything October 21st, same day. So I'm going to say a three. I'm excited, but hesitant because Tales from the Borderlands was like one of my favorite Telltale games. And now this is not Telltale doing that. So even though it looks better, looks higher, more higher budget, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I am also cautiously optimistic. I'm going to say like a maybe a four. Because I'm slightly more optimistic um, than cautious, mainly because it's not hard to kind of really do a Telltale game as long as the writing's okay. So, like, the gameplay is like, what the fuck ever. And they did carry over, uh, I believe, a couple people from the original. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I would say I'm going to give this, uh, I don't know, I'm going to give it like a a, a three. To be generous, I'm more into the looter shooter version of Borderlands. Um, however, one Tiny Tina's Wonderland was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I guess I'm just kind of waiting for Borderlands Four. So, all right, Zach one. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, we all, we all saw. How the, oh my god, we all saw how the Borderlands debacle went last time this happened. Uh, next up, we have Scorn coming to Xbox consoles and PC on also on October. No, now it's October 14th. I guess Game Informer hadn't updated the date. So, coming October 14th, this is on Game Pass. Uh, You know, it's got the H.R. Geiger influences uh, from the previews recently. We've learned it's more of a puzzle game than anything else. So, I'm going to say a three. It's spooky time. We need a horror game to play. It's a one. I'm so. excited for this. Wow. Geez, Zach. Um, Zach just doesn't like games as well. Um, I'm stupid, here. so I'm going to give it a two because I don't really bad at puzzle games. Um, I know there are some gun mechanics, but, I mean, but ammo is very scarce and you're supposed to be very conservative and stuff like that. And the beta or alpha or whatever people were playing like a year ago, um, it seemed like you get like one shot or like you can die really easily. Like, and stuff like that. So, like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like my kind of game is you die and then have to kind of restart. You know what I mean? Kind of like a being punished a little bit. I think it's evolved since you, what you've seen. I mean, it's... maybe there might be more checkpoints and maybe it's yeah. different, but I don't know. I mean, it, the game looks cool. I'm excited for it to come out. So I guess I would say like a three for sure, but I don't think I'm going to play it myself. I mean, it's on Game Pass. You might as well try it. Oh, okay, okay. So, Rick... I would say about a three or four. It's on Game Pass. It looks horrific, and I'm all I'm just down. I'm I am down for it. Uh, Bayonetta three. I haven't played any of the other ones. I'm at a one. Uh, I'm excited for it to come out because it's on my fantasy critic, but not gonna play it. I'm assuming everyone is at one for this. I don't know anyone who's a Bayonetta fan on this podcast. Yeah, I'll be at two. <laughs> just just to be different. All right. Um, next up, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 coming to everything on October 28th. I'll say two. Chances that uh, five. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I guess I'm always second. Um, I guess I would say it's, um, I will give it a, I'll give it a, I'll give it some crazy. I'll give it a four. <laughs> some crazy. A little crazy for Call of Duty, I know, but yeah, I'll give it a four. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm also going to give it a four just because I don't want Chance to feel as crazy. 
<laughs> I'm also giving it a four because a lot what? of my friends are very excited for it. More so, so than play previous, it too? yeah. I, I am going to play it. Well, your friends are playing, so you have to play it. You play with whatever your friends play. I mean, not us. But you, you're, he's you're, never going to play friends. with you, Chance. Come on. Exactly. I will play. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? Me. <laughs> Take sure we don't have enough room. Don't Can't give him fake us. promises, Zach. All right? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm sorry about the Borderlands, but I would play God with you. Because oh, he played uh, the other CODs with you so often, right, Chance? No, I but I never just... committed to playing the other CODs. I never committed to playing the other CODs. But you were playing them just now with Chance. Sometimes at the same time Chance was online. Zach, I will have my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> what is with all these threats? He's been, he's been threatening all night. Next up, we have God of War Ragnarok coming to PlayStation 4 and 5 on November 9th. Uh, I'm at a 5. That trailer was so hype. I'm currently playing through 2018. I, I'm ready. I'm Just give it, give it to me now. PlayStation, give it to me now. If you have a review code, give it give it to me now. Um, I'm gonna give this a one because I know when this comes out, I'll lose in fantasy. So I'm gonna give it a one because I don't want it to come out. I want it to get delayed the last minute. Day before it comes out, they'll say it gets delayed. Hopefully. Yeah. If anything, it'll come out sooner. Uh, <laughs> Rick. I'm gonna say a four. I'm really excited. I just played the first one. I'm kind of really looking forward to where the story goes. But since I only have a PS4 and not a PS5. It is on both. It is on both, but at the same time, like I won't have higher quality, so it's like he's he's one of us. He's he's not gonna play thirty FPS anymore. No, I'm it. gonna play it, but uh, my quality will just be lower. So that's why instead of a five, <laughs> it's a four. All right, <laughs> Zach. I'm reluctantly at like a five because it's it's, it's 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 gonna be an amazing game. But like I counter you counter so. for some fucking reason. Yeah, so you're gonna be a one. You don't want this game. You're not excited for it to come out <laughs> because when it does, game- your life will end. The gamer in me is excited. The fantasy critic in me is very depressed. <laughs> Next up, we have Tactic Ogre Tactics Ogre Reborn uh, coming to PlayStation Four or Five, Switch, PC, and I thought Xbox, but I guess not. Um, in, on November 11th. I am excited for this. I will say three. Uh, I've been playing a lot of like the the tactics games recently. This is coming out right after God of War, so I'm probably not going to get to it right away. Uh, so I'm going to say three. Uh, I'm going to say a two because I have. I mean, it's a tactics game, and there's a lot of tactics games out there, and I don't know what this one will do to shake things up. So I'm going to say one because I'm apathetic. I'd say a three. I like the tactics games. So these are games that are definitely my speed. Next up is Pentiment coming to the Xbox One, Xbox Series consoles, and then PC on November 15th. Oh, five. Yes, I'm at a five as well. I'm very excited for everything that they've shown. Uh, let me solve that murder mystery. Just give it to me now. If you have a review code, give it to me now. Uh, I kind of forget what this game's about, but if it's murder mystery, it must be good. So I guess I'll give it a four. I'm going to say five. You had me at Renaissance art. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that Renaissance one. Yeah. Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me. This is coming to everything on November 18th. Uh, I'm really disappointed that they missed the October deadline for this. So I'm going to say four. I have really enjoyed the Dark P- Dark Pictures Anthology games. This one looks to be the best. You know, they've been improving in quality 
every year. So this one looks to be the the best one yet. They're adding in some features from Resident Evil and making it more of like a uh, inventory management and like running away and like more uh, not just a a thing you experience, but an, a game you actually play. So I'm gonna say four. Is this the game that like was kind of like a movie and like it, you just had like reaction to click things, quick like, time events, yeah, and making yeah. choices. So like, I, it'd be fun to get together and like play pick characters and play this game and whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, this actually has a co op mode. I know the the quarry where we're yeah. just passing controllers. This you're playing two different characters at the same time. I guess I'll say a three. I'm gonna say a four, maybe even a five, just because with the inventory system and actually like moving in gameplay uh, i don't know if you guys have noticed but uh me and pat have reviewed quite a bit of just very story driven decision making games between like the quarry and as dust falls and immortality um i'm kind of excited about a story game with a little more action so i'm excited to see how they go about it mm-hmm. and zach you are going to be reviewing this one for us I don't know why you insist that I'm going to be reviewing these scary games, man. It's not going to happen. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, next up, Gundam Evolution coming to everything on November 30th. I pretty much only put this on here for chance. It's a one for me. <laughs> I think I'm I'm at a um, I'm at a four. I think this will be. I think the funny thing is, every, a lot of people will gravitate towards Gundam Evolution. Um, I think it could steal some thunder from Overwatch too. I think right now it's on pc right now but it comes out on consoles november 30th like you have here uh but i think it's up on pc right now um but um it's essentially yeah it's a gundam but overwatch so um i can't wait for it to come out on console so i said four the rest of you guys won i'm assuming i want to say two because my friend dan really likes gundam so go dan i'm gonna say two just based on chances excitement he pulled me up from a one it's infectious. All right. Moving on to Marvel's Midnight Suns coming to next gen consoles and PC on December 2nd. Uh, I'm going to say four. Uh, I'm really excited. It's it's another tactics game, but it, it's in, in introducing like the card system to like vary up gameplay in there. And, uh, you know, you have the RPG elements where you're actually talking, forming relationships with these uh superheroes while you yourself have created a custom super like superhero protagonist and uh you know mixing matching different abilities having a you know forming your own team of like ghost rider doctor strange uh captain marvel all these different heroes to choose from i'm really excited and the previews have said that the rpg elements remind them of like mass effect and then the uh the actual combat and stuff reminds them of XCOM, but like more easier to comprehend with the card system and everything so i'm really excited i'll say a two because counterpick i counterpick this game and i'm hoping someone who made the game like says something controversial on twitter and gets this game review bombed or something so <laughs> that's not how critic reviews work that's not gonna but, help you <laughs> yeah but i give it a two only because it's like marvel superhero stuff and it's pretty cool but I hope See, the game doesn't do very well critically, but I think the, it will. The lesson here should be you shouldn't counterpick my games because I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. You didn't know what you were doing last year. When you barely edged by by 1.25. <laughs> I won. And where are you now? I, I'm tanking. Exactly. Uh, Rick, what about you? I would say about a 
four. Actually, let's go full on five. Wow. Um, yeah, mainly nice. despite anybody who rates games coming out based off of potential critic reviews. Because what the fuck does it matter? A game's a good game if not. Also, I'm kind of excited about these uh, kind of grid-based RPGs. Tactics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I kind of slept on XCOM. I had no idea that's what that was. So I kind of actually go back and revisit that as well. Because I'm a big fan of them. I remember when uh, South Park uh, Fractured Butthole mm-hmm. did it. It's kind of a sweet mechanic. And I like the fact that this is like a trend right now. I think you should try it with Sparks of Hope. And then if you enjoy it. Like, I can let you borrow Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns. Thank you. Next up, we have Callisto Protocol coming to everything on December 2nd. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, we, we need a good space horror game. And this one is the spiritual successor to Dead Space. Uh, it has, like, a bunch of... Uh, I think they just revealed the, uh, uh, the healing chick from uh, uh, The Boys. The Boys. Is going to be in here. And uh, the guy from Justified, <laughs> but like the dollar store version of him uh, is in here. So Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, not Timothy Oliphant, but like the guy who looks like Timothy Oliphant, but isn't Josh Dumal. Yes, <laughs> he is in this game. Yeah, like the gameplay that they've shown looks was like cool survival horror with like gory deaths. It's just everything I want. I'm, I'm at a five. I'm at a four. I don't know. I think it's a little scary, too. I guess I'll go with the three. I'm at a one for obvious reasons. I don't do the spooky scary. He's going to be reviewing this game for us. I will not be <laughs> reviewing any of these games! Uh, and then we have Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. PS5, Series X and S, pretty much everything. I don't know why I'm specifying. Uh, December 13th, I'm at a one. Attempted to finish... Final Fantasy VII remake multiple times, but I've not been able to get through it. Uh, and this is a side story to that. I don't know. Rick, you explain. Rick is going to say five because, of course, because I miss Crisis Core so much. I had it for my uh, PSP when it came out and I beat it like on a road trip like that next week. I am super pumped. I've been looking, waiting for a remake of this game for a while, or at least like a port. And this is more than I could have asked for. So. Straight up 10 out of 5. Chance and Zach? Uh, uh, I'll say I'll give this a 4. Or a 3. Too late? You've already given it a 4. No, no! (laughs) 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 4 4, guys. Final Fantasy 4. Yeah. Zach? Uh, I'm at a 1. feel bad. I've given a lot of 1s today. You Yes, you have. Well, he's he's also barely played anything this year, so... (laughs) High on Life coming to Xbox consoles and PC on December 13th, so the same day as Crisis Core. Uh, I'm at a four. Uh, It is coming to Game Pass. I will definitely be playing it. It looks hilarious, which is very hard to do in games, but it is, uh, you know, you have the the guns, the, I forget what the, the species name for them are, but they're constantly talking to you and it has that Rick and Morty uh, humor. Squanch Games, you know, has that same, uh, humor in pretty much all their games, but the one aspect where their games are lacking is the actual gameplay. Uh, this looks to be making some sort of uh, strides in that area because this they, they've been saying it's a Metroidvania uh, with you getting these different guns and like backtracking and uh, killing these bosses and everything. So I'm a little bit more excited, but I am a little bit hesitant. But it's on Game Pass, so my, fuck it, I'll say five. 
I'm going to be right in the middle. I'm going to say like a three. That dialogue wise looks like it'll be hilarious, but the gameplay, like the actual combat and stuff, doesn't look like it's going to be their main focus. It doesn't look like it's going to be that great. So I guess that's why I give it a three. Rick, Zach? I guess a three. I'm just worried that the comment, like the comedy might get stale after a while and the gameplay won't be able to make up for it. But it's Game Pass, so it'll be like free to me. So I'll take it. Uh, I'm at a four. I think they like they have like ev- everything is talking to you. So I feel like there's going to be a good variety of of comedy in there. So I think I'm, I'm at a four with that. I th- I think the comedy will carry through. I think well, or I'm at least optimistic that it will. And that is pretty much everything. Oh, did you not mention the Pokemon games? I guess not. <laughs> they were not on the list from Game Informer. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, if it if it learn if it builds off of Arceus and keep its you know its standard RPG ish, it seems like it has like three different campaigns to it or three different ways you can go through the game. It, it's going to keep the traverse with like, um, you know, flying and climbing and on like a kind of like a vehicle you can like get around like a mount you can get around the map. I mean, it looks it looks like it's going to be maybe that jump. Uh, you know the the main RPG series is going to need to be you know, be better than what it used to be. So could be possible game of the year for me, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say a five. I'm going to say three. It's never great to get your hopes up about Pokemon in my book. So, Yep. I'm going to say a two considering uh sword and shield were like, uh, and there has not been a lot of time between that game and this game. So Zach, uh, I'm at a, I'm at a three with it as well. I think. Most anticipated game? I I'll say God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, I'm gonna say Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I'll say Pokemon. Zach, Pentiment. I'm gonna say Pentiment. Yeah. And then oh, Rick. son of a bitch, because I was also gonna say Pentiment, but you still can't. <laughs> I'm gonna say a little bit of Pentiment, but also Crisis Core. Yes. I'm really excited about that port and see how well it does. I haven't played it in so long, and that was like. Shit, almost like 15 years ago, so I'm excited to get back at it. So that is pretty much uh, everything in 2022. We'll see. We'll obviously check in uh, at the end of the year to see how these games did, and then we'll have our tuggies and everything as well early next year. Subpar subtitles. Wow! <laughs> so let's move on to subpar subtitles. Subpar Subtitles is a game we like to end the podcast with. It's basically where we take the principle that game developers like naming their games with franchise colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So uh, I have basically taken a fake subtitle and uh, mixed it with a bunch of real ones. It's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We've been keeping track of scores all year. I keep forgetting what they are. I have 21, Rick has 18, Chance has 3. So, Dark Dawn, Surprise at Dinosaur Peak, Dinner Party, A Daring Journey, and Triple Trouble. I'll say those again for those of you listening at home. Dark Dawn, Surprise at Dinosaur Peak, Dinner Party, a daring journey and triple trouble. Uh, Zach, since you're in the lead, why don't you go first? I'm going to go with B. B for surprise at dinosaur peak. Rick. 
I'm going to go A, I believe a Daring Journey. Uh, Daring Journey is D, A is Dark Dawn. Okay, I'm still going to go Dark Dawn. Chance. I'm going to go with Triple Truffle Trouble. It's just Triple Trouble. Whatever. Is that, is that <laughs> the one you're going with? Okay. All right. So answers are locked in. Now here comes the twist. So you guys have the option to keep your answers, and you'll get a total of three points if that is in, that is indeed correct. Or you can choose to say all real or all fake. If it If that is the case, then you will get double the points for a total of six. Chance, what do you decide? I'm going to stick with my answer because it sounds like an interesting ice cream flavor. Triple trouble. All right. Triple Chances. truffle trouble. Yeah. There is no truffle. I wish <laughs> and there why was. are you putting truffles in your ice cream? <laughs> yeah, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Rick, what about you? I'm going to go all fake. Rick is going all fake. Zach. I'm going to stay. Zach is staying. All right. Interesting things happening here. Maybe scores are changing quite a bit. Uh, so, Golden Sun, Dark Dawn, real game. The Flintstones, Surprise at Dinosaur Peak, real game. Damn! Dinner Party, not a real game. I uh, thought that was one for sure! <laughs> Night, Nightfall, A Daring Journey, real game. And Sonic the Hedgehog, Triple Trouble. Real game. I'm surprised Chance, the, the big Sonic fan in the group, didn't know that. Of all the ones, I was like, Dinner Party's definitely the real one. <laughs> I was like, of all of them, that one's definitely legit. It is not a subtitle. What can I tell you? Um, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns, or talk about how Zach is going to be reviewing all of the horror games for us at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at TugPod. On Instagram, we are at TG underscore POD. On Reddit, we are at r slash TugPod. And on Facebook, we are the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Also, check us out on our Twitch at twitch.tv slash TugPod. Uh, we also ask that you su- subscribe and leave us reviews. Uh, Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other podcast. Why did that do that to me? If okay. not, that's um, fine. <laughs> no, uh, early morning on uh, Sunday the 18th, um, there was a bunch of GTA uh, footage, alpha leaked, um, and, and it showed... <laughs> Footage alpha leak. You just <laughs> <laughs> switch the order of the words. Yeah, so my dyslexia. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, some alpha feed it, footage leaked. I don't know. It's like, wait, I can't really fucking talk right now. If you um, want, I can take it over. It's fine. I thought. No, no, you won't. That's why did you even choose to. <laughs> no. Um, Go ahead. You're doing great.